Just before we get started with the episode, I have some news for you. <laughs> As always, ladies and gentlemen, we are here because of independent wrestling. We are wrestling fans. We support Canadian independent wrestling. So what is going on in the Canadian independent wrestling scene? I'm happy you asked. So come on in, sit right down. Let me talk to you. Pro Wrestling Ontario presents The Reckoning. This Saturday, August the 12th, at the famous Germania Club of Hamilton, Ontario, where such things as the CBPW Internet Championship will be on the line. The Freelance World Championship is on the line. How about the Internet and Southern Ontario Championship up for grabs in the same match at the same time? How about the Trios Championship being up for grabs? And finally, the main event, the Open Weight Championship Greed defends the title against a man who is challenging for the first time ever, Jesse V. Once again, The Reckoning, Saturday, August the 12th at the Germania Club of Hamilton. Get your tickets now. Don't miss out because your boy, KJ Johnson, will be there. But I'm just a small piece of what is amazing Canadian independent wrestling action. Get your tickets now for Pro Wrestling Ontario, The Reckoning, Saturday, August the 12th, Germania Club of Hamilton. Check out the the Instagrams, the Twitters for so much more independent wrestling. It's out there. Go ahead and find it wherever you live and enjoy. But for now, it's on. With the show. Stand Colossal Tussle Podcast, episode number 38, as always, fashionably late. It is I, <laughs> the Wildcat, KJ Johnson, alongside the ever incomparable, the one legged sensation, the Just John Attack, Just John. How's it going, legs. pal? A whole two legs. You have a whole two? Are you certain? <laughs> yep. Because one of them can be removed, as we've seen. Listen, if you're strong enough, apparently. Apparently, Roddy Piper <laughs> can attest to it. How's it going, my friend? Uh, pretty good, man. How's everything with you? We are here for yet another edition of podcast rooney of Colossal Tussle Pottage. Yep, about 38 episodes. 38 episodes That's in. That's wild. I have had an incredible couple of weeks. Ooh. I have, I have gone us. through the spectrum of, of entertainment life, oh. if you will. 
because I've gone to see Shakespeare, A Midsummer Night's Dream in a park. What? Yeah. I went to go see a Godsmack and Stained concert at the Budweiser stage. And I have watched Vengeance 2003. (laughs) What was this week? Okay, mm-hmm. at least at least you got out there, man. Yeah. At least you were outside. Yeah. And I got to feed a couple of golden retrievers. Of course it doesn't stop. So- <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, so my life has been adventurous to say the very least. That's, you know? uh, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. So since we've been off the podcast, I have been busy, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> How was Shakespeare? Shakespeare was great. Shakespeare was Mwah, fantastic. So it was just like in a random park? Like? It was in High Park. Ah. It was in the park, ah. if you will. Yeah. Okay. okay. The Park of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And then after all that, closing it out with some Vengeance 2003? That's right. That's right. As boy. is God's will. That's <laughs> how <laughs> so he had it all lined up for mm-hmm. you. <laughs> On the seventh day, let there be stained. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah we we've we've done a lot since we've been gone but what's what's mainly happened in the in the world of professional wrestling was SummerSlam 2003 <laughs> <laughs> you must have really liked that convention show <laughs> SummerSlam 2023 <laughs> Let me rewind like tw- that back. You were off like 20 years. It's fine. I know. It's actually kind of fantastic that we're doing this on the 20-year anniversary of all of these shows. You see how you save that? I know. Come on, uh, but, uh, This yeah, is why Summer we get Slam, paid the big bucks. I know. SummerSlam 2023. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, so that is in the books. You watched it. I watched most of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I watched none of it. Oh what did we feel? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I've, I found it to be a good show. Um, only like my only two like downside was like the middle part, like we're in like the women's division started doing their thing. Uh, not because like the matches were bad. I just wasn't invested that much in their storyline. So uh, it was kind of like meh for me, but the main event was great. I mean, based on the clips that I've seen, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler had an awful fake MMA fight. It's fucking Ronda. She has awful matches every yeah, time. Yeah, but at least it was a match. Yeah. You know, if she fucks up matches, it's like, okay, it's a professional wrestling thing. She's pulling her punches. She's being a she's being a fake sports gal. Yeah, yeah. But this is supposed to be a real sports competition here, the MMA, and they have a fake MMA fight. I don't understand why didn't they just do a, a non-disclosure uh, agreement, you know, and then just let them put on the gloves and have at it. Or just do the submission match. Because mm. that... Cause the whole MMA rules thing was it's either win by submission or knockout. Yes. Everyone knows it's not going to end by knockout. Mm. So it's going to end by submission. So just make it a submission match. Drop the MMA rules tagline. <laughs> and I feel like it would have been much better that way. But mm. uh, that was that was pretty, pretty trash. But um, the opening was cool mm. with Logan Paul and, Rico- and Ricochet. Ricochet. Mm. Ricochet, yeah. Um, you know, Logan having to go on first so he because his brother was fighting that same night and they were doing this whole like mm. he's gonna wrestle then 
drive all the way to his brother's fight mm. and so but the, the match ended up being good uh i can i can't wait to see what they if they're going to continue this whole uh storyline or not that's <laughs> <laughs> you're saying no <laughs> no this was a way for logan paul to get a win <laughs> ricochet uh, is back to the mid card uh what else we we had uh cody cody and brock that was mm-hmm. excellent uh, yes an impromptu show of respock yes uh yes. that was that was pretty cool to see brock lesnar showing the respock <laughs> gunther uh drew mcintyre was another one on the show mm-hmm. so yeah it was it was a really really good show uh mm. again if you're invested in the win, what's happening in the women's division, then this was a pretty flawless show. Listen, uh, LA Knight got a, got a big uh, reaction. Listen. Enough of that shit. <laughs> what we're here to talk about is how bad was the Jimmy Uso heel turn? I was I was expecting it from like I was expecting it as well. Like from the moment that the match was announced, just because I expected it. Doesn't mean I'm happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, like I, I mentally prepared myself for the turn. Mm. So like when the turn happened, I'm like, oh, there he is, mm. there it is. Mm. I, and I didn't really give too much thought to it, but I, like I don't, I don't know what, what like I, I tweeted this out on on at, on the Colossal Tussle's uh, Twitter account. He did. Our Colossal that... Tussle Twitter is active. <laughs> it's active now. Our Colossal Tussle X. <laughs> he X'd. But yeah, um, I, I I even said it like this is this this has to be leading up to a fatal four way, mm. or it's probably gonna it's just buying more time for Roman to just hold on to it because I really think that that he's dropping it at Mania. Yeah, yes, yeah. if not, he didn't he's not drop it at it SummerSlam, yeah. it's gonna be at Mania. So I think they're probably gonna do uh, Jimmy versus Jay, mm. then probably some Jimmy Jay versus Solo, mm. then. Someone, one of those three versus Roman, and then, you know, a fatal four-way before we actually start getting who's the who the real person that's going to dethrone uh, Roman. Interesting. Coming into the picture, that's my prediction. I'm usually wrong, so <laughs> bet bet against me on this one. <laughs> well, I see them dragging out Jay and Jimmy for a while. Yeah, yeah. It's either going to go one of two ways. It's going to be excruciatingly a long time in which a lot of the pieces aren't going to make sense by the time we get there, or they're going to blow their load in the next couple of pay-per-views and it'll be dead by survivors. Here, yeah. Cause the next one is a uh, payback, mm-hmm. which Roman probably isn't even going to show up for that. No. Then the next one after that's fast lane, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, maybe you'll get a tag team match out of that. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're not going to be seeing Roman for a while. Yes. He already posted pictures of him on, on vacation. That's right. So yeah. He's worked not- hard. <laughs> Shut up. He's put in, <laughs> he's put had, in a real... Uh, he's had like two matches. He's put in a real CM Punk WWE champion <laughs> shift. <laughs> You know? Oh my god. He That's deserves a, a break. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you at Mania, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh yeah, I thought that um I mean it just doesn't make any sense, does it? It does. Like but, it just like, doesn't make any sense. The second that Roman was like, Oh yeah, we hurt your brother, and the first thing you did was ask for a title match, I'm like, okay, so Jimmy's turning. Yeah. Jimmy's gonna turn on them. Yes. <laughs> But it's just a nonsensical way to prolong a story. I mean, 
the match is going to be. I don't even know if the match is going to be good, honestly. Who, Jimmy versus yeah. Jay? Yeah. I don't even know if it's going to be good. They have the exact same moveset. I don't yeah. know how they're going to make that really work. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, they have literally the exact same moveset. They do. So yeah. it's like. Like, they're good as a tag team against yeah. tag teams that can spar with them. But I don't know what it's going to be like. Like, they. So, like, when I was. Kicks, yeah. So, like, <laughs> when I was on Twitter the other day, there was a video that popped up. That was like, hey, they've been talking about this for 12 years. And it's an interview of Jey Uso being like, this is the best thing that could ever happen. It, it takes me back to the time in the bedroom, you know? Me and, me and my brother just sparring it out. We've always dreamt of this moment. Me and, and Oos at WrestleMania, dog. And I'm like, oh, well, it's not the same as in your bedroom, is it? <laughs> oh, man. This, this is going to be an interesting... This is really this these next couple months are really gonna test uh creative mm. having to prolong this storyline yeah. until like mm. maybe Survivor series when mm-hmm. Roman decides to show back up. So yeah. this is gonna test their creative. And mm. I have zero faith in their creative. So Yeah, I mean unless <laughs> unless Paul Heyman, I suppose, is taking the reins bit by bit here. But I don't know how much creative sway he has with that. I know that he's got big pull with he and Roman. Yeah. And Roman is is all over his creative direction. But um, And the thing, too, is that, like, if there were more pieces to the storyline, but the fact that there's only, like, four, yeah. it kind of makes it a bit more complicated to really write around that. Mm, mm. I've seen a lot of it being very negative. People don't understand it. People think it doesn't make sense. I am one of those people. Uh, I would love to hear what uh, what uh, Jey Uso has to say. Yeah. Um, uh, Jimmy as well. Uh, explain himself. Yeah, but because that's that's the thing too about the SummerSlam pay per view is that um, if you if you just watch it, it's a great matches, uh, great moments. Mm-hmm. But if you really step back and look at all the storylines going on in this pay-per-view half of them make no fucking sense right like still no one can explain why cody and brock are are Mm. feuding yeah uh logan paul we all know why (laughs) he's just there for the check yeah ronda's out the door Mm -hmm. roman and jay had a roman and jay match Mm -hmm. with the heel turn by jimmy yeah like, i heard that the the match was a bit long in the two it, it was it yeah. was uh yeah, it was especially knowing match. what's gonna happen it's like okay let's just yeah because there's it. like no damn way that jay is gonna win the belt exactly so. and and it's funny too apparently stories have come out uh since then that they didn't even entertain the idea <laughs> That Jay might win. No. <laughs> Creative didn't even slightly entertain it. Like I saw the, uh, I saw a lot of pe- a lot of people on Twitter just trying to make the oh, case yeah. for it. Yeah. Just I yeah, feel like, like oh, in a way to give themselves guy. like yeah. he's the guy that really needs <laughs> yeah. to finish the story, bro. It's not Cody, it's never been Cody. And I'm like fucking of course like, it's, it's Cody. So <laughs> in Detroit. Please. No, he's not dropping the title. And I love Detroit, but he's not dropping the title. I love Jay Uso. 
I think Jay Uso has done a masterclass in character recovery, rejuvenation, yep. improvement, whatever you want to call it. I think Jay Uso has done such an incredible job at managing to stand out in a twin act. That is something that never happens. Yeah. Never for twins, ever. Like, not even Nikki and Brie Bella. They they were not. They were they, always they tried, a package like, at, deal. In the later stages of their careers, they exactly. tried, but it was still the Bellas. No, exactly. But with this, you they got Jimmy and Jay. And, and Jay genuinely feels like an individual. Yeah. So he's done a masterclass of that. But it, he's not the world <laughs> champion, guys. <laughs> Like, not even he's close. not <laughs> and, and the thing it's like because if this was any other time i can i can see it i can mm-hmm. see them being like you know what let's give jay a try fuck it here's the title right but because of the run roman's on yeah. they're not they're not they haven't built this up for like three plus years exactly for jay to win it in detroit it's yeah. not gonna happen yeah. if it wasn't for the title and if it was just for tribal chiefdom, I can see now we've got a compelling match. Yeah, yeah. But when that's the thing, it's like they're like, "Oh, this is going to be like a huge match because it's for the title." It's like, no, peel it back. The fact of the matter is, is that everyone is going into this match realizing Roman is retaining, and therefore the magic, that extra magic, is gone. That's what made Cody and Roman feel like the end and made it feel so special is because Cody legitimately could have and should have, I still stand by that, win the title at WrestleMania. Yeah, and that and that's the thing with uh Paul Heyman still being there, Solo still being there, us not hearing from Jimmy in like two, three weeks is like we know like mm-hmm. pardon me. We know what's gonna happen. Yeah. We like Anyone that's watched wrestling for more than a day. All the WWE pieces (laughs) are there. Like, it doesn't matter who's in control. They've still got the same creative mindset because that's what they've been programmed to. Yeah. Uh, And again, and besides that, the only other thing worth uh, talking about in this pay-per-view was uh, the Judgment Day and Mm. Seth Rollins, which they're clearly gearing up to splitting up the Judgment Day. I'm not sure if it's all members or if it's just taking Finn out of the picture, but mm. hopefully it's just taking Finn because I really like the Judgment Day and where they're headed. Right. So hopefully they remain at least a trio with uh, Rhea, Dom, and uh, Damien. I wouldn't mind Damien going out. And leaving. And J.D. McDonough or whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him coming in. Baby Finn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? I, I wouldn't. See I wouldn't mind that because I think Damien... Who's he going to cash in on? I don't see him cashing in. Well, I guess he could cash in on Seth. I don't I don't know. I did Because I don't see him as like a heel champion that's dominant. I don't think he's been booked that way. I don't think he's been booked as like a dominant personality. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like he's a tall man. <laughs> he's an intimidating looking man. Yeah. But he's not really been booked like a dominator you know like Rhea Ripley feels more like a dominator 
and a threat yeah. than Damien Priest. And maybe that's because to, he lost a bad bunny. To the point, <laughs> like, <laughs> that could have, because to the point where like most people that, that pay attention to the women's divisions, like who is she even going to fight? Right. Because she's just been cleaning yeah. the whole division out. And she's out. been a killer but since with the beginning. Damien, yeah. it's like, I legitimately can't remember his last win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I, I can't and I, remember his last win. Yeah, and I can't remember his convincing, like a convincing yeah. victory. And I know that as a heel, you don't necessarily need a convincing victory. But as a person that is a tall and intimidating looking yeah. <laughs> man, you expect an, a convincing victory. And again, I think we, I'm I'm gonna go back to the J thing where it's like, if this were any other time, I can see him just cashing it in on a raw or whatever. Yeah. But again, because Seth is having such a great uh, title reign, even mm-hmm. though it's it's just started, it's been decent enough that it's like him dropping it to Damien is going to feel like sort of like a step down. In Absolutely, a way, you know? yeah, yeah. So it's like if you if you turned him face, maybe there's a rejuvenation there. But then you would have to turn Seth heel, perhaps. The, like unless perhaps. you you make Seth drop it to Finn. Then- I, I'm thinking. That. I'm thinking. Damien needs to hold it for a bit. That's what I'm thinking. The I'm, I'm, yes, yeah. I'm thinking next year he's cashing it in. Yeah, because that's that's the thing too. Like <laughs> he doesn't have to do it right. Yeah, now. <laughs> right. So right now, I just don't see where putting it on him would be an upgrade for him as much as it would be a downgrade for this already new established yeah. title. It's already had an uphill battle being a, a, a consolation prize title. And now you're going to make it. And to <laughs> put it on to this guy that's not. Mm, yeah. I think maybe a face turn somewhere down the road. And, and I remember you making a good point with, our money in the bank predictions mm. where you said something about having the winner kind of hold it for like a long time Absolutely. and just kind of be, yeah. be in the background yeah, of every just feud. Need to be yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Like he just needs a presence and he just, that's why I thought Logan Paul would have been so great. <laughs> Him or Dominic Mysterio would have been so great, but whatever we have priests now and he wasn't a bad choice by any means. Yeah. It just wasn't, I don't the think, yeah, yeah, and I just don't think as much potential is being brought out of this case because outside of the Judgment Day, this case would be meaningless. Yeah, basically, right? Yeah, this yeah. is a a case fit for the Judgment Day story. This because is not they're a one case of the hottest fit for WWE. Yeah, they're one of the hottest teams exactly. in WWE right yeah, now. Whereas yeah. if a Logan Paul had it it would be a case that's fit for WWE because he could be jabbing at anyone. He could be like, I took Roman to the limit, so now I'm just going to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I I took Seth to the limit. Oh, my God. Especially with this whole one lucky punch thing. He could just be like, I just need one lucky punch, like one minute. Yeah, and I am a a star. Uh, I'm a WWE star. They need me more than I need them. I've got this case. I just need one chance. And whenever you need him, he can come through. And if he doesn't want to be in the show, he could fuck off for months. It doesn't matter. And he's, he's, so mm, I think there's a bit more juice out of that. But be that as it may, for Priest, now that it is on him, you know, I think a redirection, build him up a little bit, 
maybe by the time next year rolls around past your WrestleMania, <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, yeah, I think I think that would be a good idea. But and uh, before we get into the the review, the yes. vengeance review. My question to you before mm. we end uh, the, the this segment is, do you still see Cody being the one to dethrone Roman? Yeah, because there isn't any, literally there isn't anybody else. Okay. They've not, again, they've not built up anyone else. <laughs> so unless there is a return of mm. somebody that is significant, like a significant holy shit return. Yeah, yeah. Like a, a Randy Orton to a lesser extent, but I'm I'm always thinking of Big E in the background. Maybe he gets cleared one day. Yeah, yeah. and if that happens, that would be a, that would be an amazing. That he's amazing. the guy. Yeah, put your eggs in that basket. Yeah, because the fans will be behind him more than a Cody, a Sammy, a Drew McIntyre, more than any of them. I can see that. I can see that. I like that. That man's career literally has ended at this moment in time as we are speaking. Yeah. Because he has had that neck brace off a long time now. He's had, it wasn't a broken neck, but he's fucked. (laughs) Well, the reports already came out saying that, yeah, he's he's fucked. Exactly. And like, maybe he's quietly retired or maybe he's coming back one day. And if he does... Yeah, that him. would be that would be crazy. Him, that would be because there is no chance in hell anybody would be more over than that man as a babyface going after somebody like Roman Reigns. There is no one, no one. And if he ever does come back, whoever is champion, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta drop the title. <laughs> Like, as Macho Man Randy Savage used to say, looking over his shoulder, Hulk Hogan's on his way. Because <laughs> if he does. Oh, my god! But that's, that's just me. But at, at the current moment on the active roster, yeah, Cody. Cody seems to be the only dude. Um, uh-huh. L.A. Knight is catching fire, but he's not catching fire to the point that uh, he yeah. could he could be a feasible challenger to Roman Reigns. Yeah, because well, with stuff like that, like WWE likes to see if it if it will last before they actually like mm-hmm. make a move. Yeah, sometimes it's to their detriment because they wait too long. Yeah, and then the the flame just kind of. Uh, exactly. But for a mm-hmm. moment like this, I think they're they're waiting to see if this is just a fad or mm-hmm. people are legit yeah. legit behind him. And LA Knight is popular, and I I yep. I like LA Knight, but. He's only just now starting to do press, from what I can see. Yeah. Like, he's only just now starting to get out onto 40. the baseball games and shit like yeah. that. And yes, he is 40. He is 40. So, he's long in the tooth. <laughs> he, he maybe has 10, 10 good years if he if he's got the DDP yoga on his side. <laughs> if he takes a page out of the Miz's uh, playbook, exactly. maybe got, another got 10. 10 good maybe. years out of him. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough. It's a tough position right now because they've not strapped the rocket to any young person. Yeah. And the, um, and they made this rain one of those ones that's like you can't just end it with anyone. Mm-hmm. It has to be someone special. Yeah. So now they kind of wrote themselves into a corner now. Exactly. <laughs> Especially making Cody lose. It's like, all right, now what? Mm-hmm. And by the time we roll around next year, I'm just I'm very afraid that the Cody luster is, is gone off. Listen. I'm very afraid the Cody luster is gone off. Oh, Cody is still very over and he's still very popular. But for how, yes. how long? But – 
if we're doing another, like if you were to win a Royal Rumble again, that's a that's another situation of you're you're putting a Royal Rumble, you're giving, like you're lessening the the feel of a Royal Rumble where it's like anybody could win or it's like oh there's like five or six different people yeah. and then if you're going in and you're like yeah Cody's winning because we need to do that it's like that might sour them mm. the only the only way I can see them not fucking this up is if they do uh, pull the trigger on the Royal Rumble thing but make him like come in first and mm-hmm. stay the whole thing maybe people will be like okay you you did it but yeah. we respect it because you did the whole match yeah, right maybe maybe but again it's this this these next couple months are gonna test creative yeah, man it's gonna test creative if you're trying to get that guy that's going after roman and trying to end it because i mean yeah. i again you can't keep delaying that gratification for too much longer you're yeah. they've got such a small audience comparatively speaking mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. 20 years ago to even 10 even john cena's era had yep. more we're looking at 3 million yeah. <laughs> we're down to 1.9 yep. barely cracking two sometimes you're you've got a small audience, brother. Yeah. And, and now there's competition too. So if you guys fuck up too much, uh-huh. there's that worry that people yeah. will be like, you know, I'm just gonna go over here. They're going to sell out Wembley Stadium. Yeah. So that's why, watch your toes. That's all I'm saying. Watch your toes. Watch your toes. Apparently, they already sold more than WrestleMania three. Mm-hmm. So yeah, technically yes. <laughs> Because I think they're at like 79 or yeah. 80 plus by no, now. Uh, they're in the high 70s. Yeah, okay, I'm not sure yeah. if they got to 80. Yeah, yet, but, but the they've 70s. only got a few tickets left available. There's yep. like four or 5,000 tickets left available. So, mm, <laughs> mm. it's going to be an interesting, interesting couple That's of That's something. So, yep. yeah, I mean, they are very viable competition. Yeah. And your main storyline, the only one that you're putting any eggs in is running out of steam. It's it's slow, and there are bits of brilliance that have been sprinkled in between, even post-WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I will give them that. But you're only sprinkling your brilliance. It's not prolonged brilliance, my friend. Yeah. They're not doing 10 out of 10s every single week, and that's... Mm. <laughs> Keep your eye. KJ says it here. You're losing time. You're losing time. But be that as it may, all of that being said, we push SummerSlam off to the side and we get back in our DeLorean for 20 years ago for Vengeance 2003. Colorado in the Pepsi Center, and baby, it is 
time for the numbers. We are back. We're back with a vengeance. This I'm here all night. <laughs> July 27th, 2003. The attendance for this show, which is very interesting because Pepsi, Pepsi Center is normally able to hold 19,000 people. This show drew 9,500 people. So they weren't packing them in. <laughs> They were, in fact, sprucing them out pretty wide. <laughs> and they had to make shift the entire fucking place in order yeah, to, yeah. to make it look like he was even somewhat decent in size. This is down from 12,000 people of the previous year, Vengeance 2002. The buy rate is a 049 which translates to 365,000 pay-per-view buys, which is only slightly down from 375,000 of the previous year. So okay. this is the first time that they are on the uptick. They're, they're getting closer. They're not a huge deficit behind as usual. Mm -hmm. And that is great because it is the first SmackDown-only pay-per-view. Yep. Yes, the first B pay-per-view to be featured with only one brand. Let's see how they do because... Just, John, I have a present for you. Oh, my God. I have a present for you. I'm terrified. Cue it up, because I sent you the music for it. <laughs> Cue up the Raw Rebound. Along with the numbers, we have a recap of what's been going on on Raw, but I first had to do a shit ton of digging in order to get back the television ratings <laughs> and to compare. I had to get each individual rating off of three different websites just to corroborate and make sure that they were accurate numbers. But KJ did it, baby! Yep. For the viewing pleasure, for the listening pleasure of anybody that listens to this podcast that loves the numbers. <laughs> hey, it's a niche market. Hey, listen, we love them. We love if them. you do love it, you, you send me a message. I'll keep them going. <laughs> We're going to do the month leading up to the show, not the entire thing, because it has been quite a while since the last pay-per-view, technically, mm -hmm. that we will be reviewing. So, June 26th, the week of June 26th. Raw scores a 3.55 rating. Okay. Smackdown, higher or lower, just John? Lower. 3.4. You are yeah. indeed correct. The next week, July the 3rd. So week 3, or the 3rd, uh, or, or July 3rd week, I should say. Raw pulls in a 4.25. Higher or lower? Oh, lower. Mm. No way they're beating 4. A three point zero. Yeah, yeah. Pure as gold. Pure sense. as gold. July tenth week. SmackDown pulls in a three point six. The highest in quite some time. Does Raw beat it? Is Raw this higher? Is what, week four? or lower? This is three. This is still week three. Mm -hmm. 
lower. Ah, you lower. think raw did lower? Yeah, you yeah. would be wrong. Three point eight five. I thought SmackDown got them this, <laughs> this time. No, but they pulled in good numbers. They pulled in a good number, at least. July 17th week, Raw scores a 4.2 to SmackDown's higher or lower. Oh, Lord. Yeah, they're, they're not in the fours <laughs> yet. 3.4. And finally, the go-home week for Vengeance 2003. They're, they've already announced all of their big matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like Sable versus Stephanie. Things like Billy Gunn versus J.B. Noble. All right. Things like Vince McMahon versus Zach Gowan, the sensation. Um, <laughs> SmackDown is scoring a 3.4 once again. Okay. Does Raw go higher or lower? Higher. <laughs> higher. Gonna... You would be correct in a 4.15, a clean sweep of Raw once Again, that's that's surprising because mm. Ross, <laughs> Ross sucks. Well, speaking of just John, <laughs> what has Raw been oh, doing? Fucking sucks. Um, so so far in Raw, they're they're building up uh, because since our last pay per view, uh, Judgment Day, mm-hmm. we've had uh, the in- incursion uh, pay per view. Is insurrection, insurrection. insurrection yes, pardon? yes, indeed. Yes. Insurrection pay per view, which was, uh, which I think would be the last one that they ever do. You would be correct in that. Um, and then we had bad blood as well. So right. Raw's just been leading up to the Hell in a Cell match uh, between uh, Nash and Triple H at Bad Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, not great TV. <laughs> not the best time. Uh, you know there was a there was a a moment where Triple H and uh, Triple H and Austin were were setting up a match. Triple H picks uh, Ric Flair as his opponent, uh, hoping that Ric Flair takes the yeah, pin. Remember that's that? Right. Yes. Uh, but Ric Flair ended up they ended right. up having a match, and that was in Carolina. Yes. In yeah, because everyone would have thought that. Flair would have got the pin because they're in North Carolina, right. but it's, no, it's Triple it's H, H time. Yeah. Yeah, it's Triple That's H Triple H, H country yeah. now. WWE is Triple H country. Yeah. So that was that was a weird, uh, weird uh, episode to watch. Mm. Um, Kane gets unmasked in, in this time period as well. In Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Triple H title versus Ken- mask. I've always hated this moment mm. because I, I, I never thought that unmasked Kane looked scary. Mm. At least to me, like, well, it was a, it was a bit like, let me, don't get me wrong. It was a big moment. Oh, I understand. The moment was uh-huh. huge. Uh-huh. I didn't, I'm saying that when he takes the mask off and turns around, mm. I was like, Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it is. It is. It, okay. it is. something. But let me tell you, Okay, uh, I want to ask you first. I, I'm probably jumping the gun by a couple of weeks, but it might actually still be in this. Has he choke slammed Eric Bischoff off the announce table, uh, off the stage yet? Because he's tombstone Linda by our episode that we are about to review. Yeah, All right. I don't think I don't think he has. Okay, well, be that as it may, I was a young child. <laughs> 
who had taken His story time with KJ. Yes, who had taken a trip up to my stepfather's trailer park. Okay. Okay. Now this trailer park was, of course, in like the woods somewhere, a little lake thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And he had a trailer park, or had a trailer, I should say, in which uh, there was like a living space that was completely like uh, walled as uh, as windows. So okay. it was like completely. It was like an open area. Right, it was like patio, but windows. Okay, right? okay, not okay. walls, windows. Okay, so you could see everything outside, including the pitch blackness. <laughs> 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 and there was a TV in this little sitting room. Yeah, and I got to watch Raw that night. I got to catch the Raw replay. As a matter of fact, I didn't even get the live one. Yeah. I got the one that started from twelve and ran until three o'clock in the morning. God damn! <laughs> uh -huh. And at three o'clock in the morning, I saw Kane <laughs> choke slam Eric Bischoff off the <laughs> off the stage through the tables. Oh and by the way, Eric Bischoff missed. This uh, miss misses the second table, so his head cracks off the second table. It's gross. And the final shot is Kane looking straight down the lens, all mean face and just gross looking. And that is how you end Monday Night Raw. And I am sitting in pitch blackness. <laughs> Just looking at nothing but black all around you. And I could have sworn that Kane was out there. <laughs> Holy shit. I would have bet my life. I ran to my stepfather's bedroom so fast. <laughs> no, because my, my thing is like with with the whole Kane Kane unmasking situation is like I did the thing where like you 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 expect too mm. much. Mm. Cause like when you hear the the background, like oh, he was in a fire and he they thought he was dead, but mm -hmm. he wasn't dead. So in my in my mind, I'm like, oh, he's gonna have like a scar yeah. or some burn marks. Mm -hmm. But it was just like a bald head, and I'm like, oh, I guess bald people are scary. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a half bald head, yeah, it was like, some black crayons yeah. smushed on his face. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, something else. Yeah. Look like a coal miner. <laughs> mm, yeah, literally. But yeah, uh, um, that that's what that was happening in uh in Raw, uh at the fuck in the insurrection insurrection mm. pay per view. Uh, we did have Triple H and Nash in a street fight. Mm -hmm. Triple H, of course, won. <laughs> of course, Christian beat uh, Booker T to retain the IC title. They mm. have a program going on as well. Yes, uh, Bad Blood. We finally get the Hell in a Cell match. Uh, <laughs> is it Mick Foley, the guest referee? He is. <laughs> and all three men bleed somehow. Somehow the referee is covered in blood. But it wasn't a great match, but one. it was, it's the best Kevin Nash match you're going to mm. get. So if you, if you were hoping for a bright spot in the whole Triple H's reign of terror, <laughs> Is that he had a pretty mm. decent match with Nash? Yeah, that's the one thing about the Triple H reign. You can't actually name like a, a great Nothing. fucking title match. Nothing. 
at all. Because he has he had one. Like if you look at all the raws leading up to fuck it, he has to be the guy on top. So yeah. it's not really like any, you know, you're you're not really like, oh, maybe he'll do it mm-hmm. this. It's like, no, Triple H has beat you like four times. Yeah. Right? There's yeah. no way he's gonna lose now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, goddamn. Never looked yeah. at it that way. My god. Yes. Uh yeah, so that was that was raw rebound. Yeah. Thank oh, you very Goldberg much. Goldberg and Jericho had a match. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Crucial information. <laughs> Goldberg is still just puttering about He's just still there. Oh, and Booker is the icy is the icy uh, champ. So he, you know he beat Christian. You know, a guy like him could win a title. Just a guy like him. Well, we don't know how he won it. Still could have stolen it, is all I'm saying. Oh my god. That's all I'm saying. Mr. America is gone. Yep. Over pay disputes. <laughs> Zach Gowan is in. Sable and Stephanie are getting it on. Mm-hmm. In the wrestling ring, that is. Oh. 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 <laughs> John Cena begins to come out as a much bigger deal on SmackDown. He's been slowly building stock yeah. as he's about to take on The Undertaker for the first time ever here tonight Mm -hmm. kurt angle is back from his neck being broke yep and two months of rehab for a broken neck stone Cold steve austin eat your heart out and because he is back in a triple threat main wait was this was this the injury that got him hooked on the on the pills this was the injury right indeed it was yes and it would only continue as he would break his neck next year against eddie guerrero as well so he's done quite a bit. Uh, yes. So um, John Cena, as previously mentioned, has been building his stock. Now, uh, he's going to be facing The Undertaker tonight. He has done a series of raps in the graveyard. Yeah. Yes. And we're going to play one of them here because it's one of the best promos of the basic thugonomics era of John Cena. What? He was expecting somebody else? Now you're going to hate on me? That's out. Okay, I'll shake you right over. Oh, okay, I'm on fire right now, y'all. You need to listen up, Undertaker. See, I've been watching you ever since you debuted as Dead Man. You're full of more crap than a super-sized bedpan. And this whole thing's a front, man. You were never deceased. You drive from funeral to funeral just to hit on a priest. I heard rumors about you, dog. You used to hit on men often. A two-way Paul Barry said you shared the same coffin. He was never dead, man. The whole time you was faking. And you beating John Cena? You gravely mistaken. See, you old news, dog. Fans won't even miss you. You ain't a dead man. You just a dead issue. And if vengeance... I'm going to prove the big dog is all bark. I'm going to claim my territory. Right on the mark. Word life. First ever time Smackdown is on pay-per-view all by its lonesome. And let's see. How they do. This is a critically acclaimed B pay-per-view. But for it being your first pay-per-view, they picked two 
amazing people to open the show for. Mm, they yes. picked two, like, if you ever want like, for your first show, if you ever need two people to wake the crowd up and establish what your brand's going to be. I know. It's these two guys. That's right. That's right. Because it's Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. But before we even get into that, we have quite the epic promo package for Vengeance 2003. Ever since I was a little boy. Ever since I was a little girl. Since I can remember. All my life. I've wanted this. This was my reason to live. So I worked hard. I did whatever I could. I did what I had to. I risked my life because I had the drive. The determination. The desire. To succeed. To be a champion. To live out a dream. Nothing could stop me. Tonight. 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 If I push harder. Ignore the pain. Focus on this goal. It'll all be worth it. It'll all be worth it. It'll justify all the hard work. And prove to myself I was right. No one will stand in my way. Tonight is my chance. My opportunity to prove to myself beyond a shadow of a doubt that I've made a difference. This is my call. That I am the real deal. Tonight is about control. Everything is about control. Tonight, I will maintain control. The Big Show with Sable with me. I am the Dream Killer, the Reaper of Souls, the Master Puppeteer on the stage of fools. I am the only one who can see the big picture, the grand design. So take your bleeding heart somewhere else. Take your freak friend gift with you. There's no room for either of you here. This isn't a charity house. This isn't a key club or an old age home. All right, that's enough admin. <laughs> because we have things like, uh, we have things. Uh, Vince is going to keep control here tonight with the big show, Sable, and me. <laughs> Listen to that staple. And you take. <laughs> he says. Big show and Sable. He says things like, you can take your freak gimp with you. And this is no charity house. This is no old age home. Flash of Mr. America. This is my business. This is my life. When when we first started the the McMenus storyline, mm. and you you were kind of explaining to me what was happening during this time, because <laughs> I, I wasn't really paying attention at when this was first out. Yes, I was like, it can't be that. Oh, brother. Like, it can't be that brother. bad. And the thing is, is we are still only just cracking the surface Holy of Mick Menace. The McMahons are all over fucking television right now. We've got Vince and Stephanie dominating SmackDown. Like, we want to talk about how the SmackDown 6 and Brock Lesnar leading the charge in the main event. Nah, bitch. The main story on SmackDown has always been since no way out 2003 vince mcmahon <laughs> and, and now the authority was bad but i know this shit is 
And now on Raw, Linda McMahon is being introduced on Raw, getting Tombstone on her fucking dome. And Vince McMahon is going to show up tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw to confront Kane, that son of a bitch. <laughs> and not even that is going to be enough because we're going to have Shane McMahon coming on to television on Monday Night Raw. So more on that later. But the McMahons are all over the fucking shop. <laughs> So now, with Michael Cole and Taz on the desk, we move on to the U.S. Championship Finals. We are crowning a first-ever WWE United States Champion, but this is following on the lineage of the WCW United States Championship. And two men that have been United States Champion before, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. Did you watch this match? I did. Okay. I'm not going to review it for obvious reasons, but I did watch it. I did watch it. As long as you watch it. (laughs) Because this is, spoiler alert, match of the night. Easily. By a country mile. Easily. Uh, Chris Benoit beat Matt Hardy in order to get here. Meanwhile, Eddie Guerrero defeated Billy Gunn in the semifinals to get here. Also, Eddie Guerrero acting very, very heelish. He put a car wax into the eyes of Chris Benoit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yet, even still, Eddie Guerrero is coming out here to quite the ovation He's, from the fans. And he turned on uh, Ta- Tajiri That's as well. right. Yeah. Turned on Tajiri, yeah. the, the SmackDown uh, champions once again, the world's greatest tag team. Mm-hmm. We will see them in action later on tonight. Um, uh, yeah, so he, he blinded him. And uh, and and that's that's all the the juice that you need yep. to go into this match. The tournament was not enough. <laughs> Eddie gets a hard shoulder tackle early on. Eddie continuing to powder out to buy some time to be like no 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 essay. Uh, a cross face attempt, but they uh, continue to wrestle Eddie with a hard knockdown of his own. Uh, to which Taz <laughs> quips, "I guess Benoit got knocked on his." I can't even say it. I guess Benoit got knocked on his gander. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. And I guess Benoit got knocked on his gander. Taz kicking it off early with oh his nonsense. God. WrestleMania 20 sign is already up. Did you notice this? The WrestleMania 20 sign is already up there in the corner of the of the arena. This took place in July. July. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not as if they're doing like a stadium show. They're just going to Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah. Tickets aren't out until September. And they have already got the sign up. Listen, oh. Pretty was, intense. What were they pointing in this era? They weren't even pointing no, in this era. No, they weren't even so pointing. So they were just putting it. Was just, it, was just <laughs> <laughs> it was just there. Uh <laughs> Chops are plenty by Eddie. Pin attempts are made and exchanged. Fluid in motion. This is incredibly awesome. Eddie keeps control with the headlock takeover. A tombstone is reversed into the shoulder breaker by Chris Benoit. A crossface. But Eddie gets to the ropes. Outside, a suicide dive by Chris Benoit. Uh, The Broncos suck, according to Taz. Just thought he would throw that in there. A stiff-ass body slam, and Benoit is working the shoulder now. 
into the corner. Eddie Guerrero tries to roll through and gets a pin, but a solid chop. An Irish whip results in a back elbow by Eddie. Up top, and a hurricane rana by Eddie Guerrero. It only gets a two count. A back suplex for a two count as well. Eddie slows it down a bit with an iron bear. Chops are traded by Eddie, and Eddie just goes for a poke to the eyes. Yes. Chris Benoit with a backdrop and starts to move fast with a forearm knockdown. Up top, looking for a back superplex, and lands it. Fantastic stuff. A triple German up next by Benoit, but Eddie is able to block the third, but ends up getting locked in the crossface anyway. Unbelievable. Eddie gets to the ropes for a second time. A backbreaker only gets a two by Chris Benoit. Eddie is able to flip over another backbreaker attempt and starts with the three amigos. Places Chris Benoit on the top rope for the third amigo. Hits a motherfucker's superplex. These guys are so fluid in their band. And even that only gets a two count. He goes for a frog splash, but Benoit moves and then hits a powerbomb that will knock your dick still. (laughs) (laughs) And that only gets a two count. A cross face in again, another rope break, but Chris doesn't want to let it go. Finally, he does, but the ref gets knocked down, and Eddie runs for the belt, hits Chris Benoit with it, a frog splash, the referee stirs, but only gets a two, a hellacious near fall. Eddie gets the title belt again and hits the ref in the ribs and then plants (laughs) it on Chris Benoit, but the referee is too knocked out. He can't manage it. That that was my favorite moment of the match, seeing Eddie right. like get up and like right. what try to wake up the ref and then go back to sleep. <laughs> he can't he can't manage to plan it to get the DQ victory. Ben ends up getting the cross face and Eddie taps, but the referee is still down. Uh, Benoit goes for the German, but Eddie is holding on to the title belt at this moment. Crucial. As the referee begins to stir, Eddie pulls the referee in front of the diving headbutt. The referee is getting his ass kicked. (laughs) Rhino comes out. His best friend of Chris Benoit. His buddy. His friend to the end. And he gores the shit out of him. He turns heel. Still one of the best spears in wrestling. Amazing. He always puts his full force Oh, my God. Fantastic. It it could be, like, on a regular, like, just random segment. And he'll hit you like he's trying to fucking split you in half. Put you right through. Eddie (laughs) covers up. He's, like, expecting the gore hit. He's like, oh, God, no. And then when Benoit gets hit, he's just like, <laughs> Shrugs his shoulders, heads to the hot top rope for the frog splash. We have a new United States champion in a five star match. And I think I'm going to go out and say it on limb here. I think two of the best uh, partners to go into a wrestling match Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. Yep, yep. <clears throat> Every single one of their matches have always delivered, always were bangers and unbelievable display. It's it's almost like they can read each other's minds how fucking smooth they are they are in there. Honestly. Um one thing I loved about this match was like the way Eddie Guerrero would cheat mm. because there wasn't like there wasn't a hesitation when he when he was Matt. cheating. <laughs> like there wasn't like, oh, this is my opportunity to mm-hmm. cheat. It's like whenever the opportunity presented itself, he would just do he it. Just did it. Yeah. Like yeah. when the ref goes down the first time, he doesn't go like, 
oh, the ref's down. What, <laughs> where's the belt? Let me. He just sees ref's down. He's I'm a cheat. So casual. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, wrestle you, yeah. wear you down. Yeah. I'm sprinting to where the title <laughs> is, and I'm coming back here. <laughs> Same thing, Rhino Gore's uh, Chris. Mm-hmm. He, he again, doesn't think about, like, whoa, what's what's that? He's just like, oh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> goes straight to work. Amazing. I love, love, love this match, Fantastic. man. Uh, yeah, these two, amazing. I've never seen a bad Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit match. Uh, yeah, if you wanted to open a show, we've seen it in WCW when we were reviewing it. Yeah. How good they were then. They've gotten even better now, it seems. Yep. Like, they're just absolutely fantastic. Another incredible match. Eddie Guerrero's the new U.S. champion. And off we go to the races there. Backstage! Vince McMahon is is sniffing the roses. Even yep. even I, Mr. McMahon, sniffs roses on occasion. Uh, <laughs> Stephanie McMahon comes in and says, Listen, you know, uh, the condition of your mother after being tombstoned by Cain. <laughs> you know? And uh, Stephanie's like, How dare you talk about mum? You said that you wanted to be, you wanted me to be as incapacitated as my mother. How dare you talk about mom's condition? That's a great Stephanie impression. (laughs) And Vince is like, listen, listen, don't, don't be like that, okay? I got you a bouquet of flowers. And I am going to Raw on Monday to confront that son of a bitch <laughs> Stephanie is like I'll believe it when I see it okay oh my god <laughs> don't talk about mom's condition start like a smurf <laughs> and Vince and Vince points at the flowers the huge bouquet of roses and he says listen those those roses those are for Sable. Not for you. No. I got you these and pulls out these $2, you know, dead daisies. And he's like, I wanted you to feel, you know, these are just like your mother's condition. <laughs> oh, my God. And Vince is the worst person ever. <laughs> it's a video recap of an indecent proposal match. Yeah, yeah, man. Tori Wilson has been getting hit on by one Jamie Noble. Yeah, as you guys remember, a couple weeks ago, he did. Uh, did he win or he inherited oh, a bunch of money? He so, did. He did. He got a bunch of money. So he's, in, you know, he, he bought, could invest. He bought Nidia a fur coat. Yeah, yeah, and he could invest the rest, but instead, he's like, "Hey, I want to pay Tori Wilson <laughs> to have sex with me. Mm-hmm. I want to pay to fuck Tori." And uh, Tori is not into it, if you would believe. (laughs) What? This Uh, is a shocker. Um, Even something that's actually more unbelievable is she's currently romantically involved with Billy Gunn. (laughs) Now, (laughs) listen, I like Billy Gunn as much as the next person, but his hair is thinning at the moment. And he's all about ass. And I do believe that he's about 10 years older than Tori Wilson. Oh, my God. More or less. So, yeah. But Tori inexplicably offers a proposition, mainly because Billy Gunn beat Jamie Noble on SmackDown. He says, you know, Jamie's like, I want a rematch. 
And Billy Gunn is like, no. But Tori Wilson <laughs> is like, listen, I'll give you the rematch, all right? You can have the rematch. And, and on one condition, you know, if you can actually beat Billy Gunn, like if you can actually beat him, I'll fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, it may, it makes a uh, makes no sense on paper, but here we are. An indecent proposal, man. Why? Why would she make this stipulation? I, I don't know. Like, even if your fucking boyfriend was Goldberg, like, why would you even consider this? She seems convinced that uh, this is a no-brainer. Just, oh Noble my god! Just, and Noble is putting nothing on the line, so it's like not the fifty thousand dollars that he offered, or a hundred thousand, or whatever it is. Uh, no, he's just if he wins. He fucks her. Yeah. <laughs> and if he loses, well, he still has a shit ton of money. So he's... And he's still got Nidia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He still has his whole girlfriend. I'm just saying. Nidia's not a great fan of this. But Noble comes out um, bringing a, a, a suitcase of sex oils, <laughs> sex toys. Yep, yep. And Taz says that he's stolen Michael Cole's <laughs> briefcase. Which <laughs> is pretty funny. Because th- that's what this is my thing with the briefcase. It's like. Even if you like, if you do end up beating mm. uh, Billy Gunn, yes. I don't think she's gonna fuck you right no. there, like right, no. like in no. the middle of a pay per view. Supposed to be next week. On yeah. The, on the so it's like, why do you have this? Do you just carry the briefcase he, everywhere? He might, <laughs> because the 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 Playboy is inside of this briefcase. Ah, uh, you see, um, yeah. It's Listen. it's been pretty used, as we'll find out later. A lot of sticky pages. Um, so uh, was he wiping his hand on the? Oh Lord, you know what? <laughs> this is a filthy storyline. Get your little titillation going. On the outside is where this starts. Jamie Noble is attacked and then thrown into the ring. Billy Gunn opens up the box to reveal a paddle, some whips, uh, handcuffs, generic sex things, I suppose. Yeah. I can't say as I have personally used them. You're not a big whip guy? I'm not a big whip guy. Um, uh, you know, don't whip my hair back and forth type of deal. Um, Billy Gunn goes for a splash into the into the corner, but ends up hitting face first into the steel post. When Noble moves, a drop kick sends him to the outside. Back outside, drop kick into the steel steps. Billy Gunn's head... Bam. This was after he catches Noble in a crossbody, but his leg gives out. So then he is working the leg from yeah. there forward. And Nidia yeah. comes out. Uh, a one and only by Billy Gunn, which is a, a modification of like the the Coloss. Yeah, it's like the full Nelson. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and he takes him up to the fucking heavens. <laughs> Like well, Jamie, Jamie Noble, Noble weighs like ninety air. pounds. Yeah, Jesus mercy, making Billy Gunn look like a million bucks. Because that's the thing, Billy Gunn. Even though he was briefly in the cruiserweight picture, and so mm. he's a big dude. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's a big, and guy. he's incredibly athletic. Yeah, he's a yeah. fantastic in ring guy. It's just he's got thinning hair, <laughs> and. <laughs> 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 
is a bit of a mess, is oh all I'm God. saying. You know, <laughs> Billy Gunn fires up with a hip toss neck breaker. A famouser uh, gets nothing, but he's still able to keep control. Noble stops Billy Gunn and then up to the top rope. A DDT from off of the top rope by Noble onto Billy Gunn. But Nydia puts Billy's foot on the rope. Yeah. She doesn't want to see no sex. Yeah. Why? She doesn't want this. Why would his girlfriend be okay with this? Yeah, get <laughs> it together. Uh, Tori then runs over, spins Jamie Noble around. It doesn't do anything. Instead, she gets a kiss. And then both women slap him. Back inside the ring, Jamie grabs Tori, gets her up onto the apron. Then Billy nearly hits Tori Wilson during a little do si between he and Noble. A roll-up with the tights to win. Noble is sleeping with Tori Wilson on Thursday. Tune in, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this was like the first match I've seen where everyone involved did not want this man to win. No. <laughs> like, Billy didn't want him to win. Tori didn't want him to win. His own fucking partner didn't want him to win that's right everyone was against poor noble man. <laughs> uh, so on the following week because i watched the smackdown that follows up this um they label it as jamie noble prepares for his sleepover with tory his sleepover mm -hmm. jamie in his joe boxers and a massive cowboy hat awaits in a hotel room for tory wilson Tori arrives at the hotel door for their sleepover. Uh, he says, I got some chocolates, I've got some champagne, I've got some frites, and listen, baby, I've got this spanking panel. It's got the padded side for the love and the, and the hard side for the hard love, okay? And then I've got the French tickler. I'm going to be tickling your fancy some point there, baby. And then uh, she goes and throws up. <laughs> Does Tori Wilson? She's so absolutely horrified that she made this commitment. Yeah, because this is her doing and her doing alone. Yeah, because Billy didn't even want to do this match. Not at all. This is all on her now. And then Nydia arrives at the hotel to break up this situation and comes in her lingerie and fucks Jamie Noble right there with Tori Wilson watching. And kind of starting to get into it. <laughs> how far did they... How much did they air? Oh, buddy. Oh, uh, so that was the second segment of four. Because uh, what? Jamie screws Nydia. Right? Tori is looking on, but it's kind of like, oh, okay, this is weird. Maybe. But, I mean, they're doing a lot of things that are kind of, they're pretty flexible. <laughs> Commercial break. Uh, when they come back, Tori Wilson is getting absolutely plastered on the champagne. Uh -huh. While they're still going at it. Yeah, they go, they shower, they come back. She's getting drunk on the champagne. And then Nydia, Nydia was talking to Jamie Noble in the shower, baby. Okay, because he's all he's all washed. He's all good. He's fine. Uh, he's probably got another round in him. And <laughs> Nydia was saying, you know, instead, because two, we, we two did everything that a man and a woman could do together. Damn. So what about if we added a third baby, and um, uh, then Billy comes, <laughs> <laughs> and Jamie says, "I haven't touched her. I haven't touched her yet. Nothing's happened because Nidia's here, and we've been going at it." 
And 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 Tori is like, oh my God, thank God you're here. And she and Billy is like, is everything okay? Uh, and she's like, yeah, I'm just like really drunk. And then oh, Nydia no. and Noble fuck again. <laughs> With and Billy now, and Tori just watching. And now Billy and Tori are watching, and they're kind of like, oh, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right." <laughs> so then, uh, fourth segment. Holy shit. <laughs> so this was the running uh, storyline yeah. on SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, be- between this and whether or not Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle were going to team up in the main event. This is a disgusting episode. <laughs> uh, the final shot is Billy Gunn cuddling Tori, Nydia cuddling Noble, all in the same king-size bed. Oh, oh no. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that... Raw, Raw isn't that bad, man. When you think that, about it, that <laughs> was that. Triple H ain't that bad, man. <laughs> Backstage, APA interviewed by Funaki, SmackDown number one announcer. <laughs> oh, bad. They are talking about the Barroom Invitational, the APA Invitational fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. The this whole the the, the APA. Invitational was apparently supposed to be a drinking contest. Mm. Who can drink the most uh, without passing out? That's right. We'll see in just a bit that mm-hmm. that's not what happens, mm. even in the slightest. Yes. Because the Easter Bunny hops by. Yeah. All right. As we know, notoriously in July is Easter. <laughs> <laughs> that's when Jesus was born, right? <laughs> Some shit like that. Of course. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, he, he hops on by. Uh, Bradshaw offers Finucky to come and join the bar invitational, the APA invitational. And so here we have it. That is coming up next. And just, John, take us through this fucking banger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, first of all, your participants for <laughs> the APA invitational. Yes. Matt Hardy version one. V1 We got <gasps> Shannon Moore. Shannon. We got Spanky. Yep. APA themselves. Mm-hmm. Brother Love mm-hmm. is here for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Easter Bunny, which apparently Taz has beef with for yeah. some fucking reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Basham brothers are mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Doink the Clown is here. Yes. Canyon is here. Funaki. Mm-hmm. Uh, FBI, that's right. Johnny the Bull, yeah. Shane O'Hare, Orlando Jordan. Sean O'Hare Sean is O'Hare, here. Yeah. Yes, uh, conspicuous by his absence now, Roddy Piper, who has been let go because of his HBO interview. And, you know, the whole Mr. America leaving. Mm-hmm. I don't think they could have kept that going. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 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 where Roddy Piper said the WWE was killing all of the wrestlers. You know that's still a thing people uh, accuse WWE of? Yeah. Like, um, the other day I was watching some podcasts, and, Mm. like, the people, of course, have no idea about uh, wrestling. Of course. But the one thing that they did know was, like, oh, you know, WWE kills its wrestlers. And I'm like, that was was back then. What what the fuck? (laughs) Like, but apparently WWE still has that stigma on them that, you know, they they kill all the wrestlers. They got stink. Yeah. It's fucking... Weird man. Mm-hmm. Um, also here, Orlando Jordan, which is nice to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it? <laughs> <what>? <laughs> is it? 
There was some masked guys uh, there. Apparently, they were the conquistadors. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if those, uh, what that whole situation. Hey, was. listen, they're the former Edgen Christian. Edgen Christian used to dress up as the conquistadors oh, in the 2000s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. okay. I remember that. That's okay, right. okay. Right. Uh, I have dementia. Mm. Uh, the Brooklyn bra- Brawler was also there. Yes, uh, so who, who made his way into this by beating the shit out of APA. <laughs> I didn't think this was, uh, I thought this was invitation only. No, I don't this, think is, could... this was a story. Oh, my right? God. They've got beef. <laughs> so, brother, before the match starts, because mm-hmm. apparently now it's a match and not a drinking game, mm-hmm. uh, Brother Love offers up a, a prayer. Uh <laughs> Uh, ceremonial prayer. Yeah. And Brother Love goes up to the APA <laughs> and he tells them, just because I love you doesn't mean I like you. <laughs> and then he takes a chair and just smashes it across the conquistadors. <laughs> Brother Love is a fucking standout star in this match. I fucking hate Bruce Pritchard. He is a horrible, horrible man. But Brother Love in this match is fucking hysterical. He he also did tell them to in another... <laughs> I'm not sure if, if, if we can even say it, but he's like, you two will make fine altar boys. <laughs> yes, they would. He did say that. It's a fucking creep. So gross. <laughs> He's like, you guys should shut up. Yep. Shut your eyes. Bow your heads. <laughs> oh my god, brother love is is fucking. Re- oh my god. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, brother love stool across the head of of, of the conquistador. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooklyn brawler chokes out Doink the Doink the clown. A man who played Doink the clown <laughs> in a past life. Uh, what's the name of one of the FBI guys? Nunzio, the leader of the FBI. Yeah, he, he goes after the Easter Bunny immediately. As he would. Uh, O'Hare grabs some pool sticks, mm-hmm. um, and he goes after the APA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shannon Moore dives on some people. Brother Love to- <laughs> tosses Shannon Moore into the mirror. Brad. <laughs> Bradshaw thinks about double-crossing Funaki, but Funaki ha- uh, has been drinking the whole time, and he just falls over his just stool. Uh, Bradshaw knocks out uh, Brother Love with a beer bottle, and he just declares himself the winner. He's done it. Uh, this match only goes four minutes and some change, but I love it. Was it. Wild, <laughs> this was amazing. Wild, bro. This I was, wish we had more of these in our oh lives. Oh, my God. It's such chaotic fun where it's like, hey, there's no storyline. There's no mat wrestling. Just watch a bunch of drunk dudes beat the shit out of each other. This is what I wish the fucking Drew McIntyre and Sheamus storyline, when they got together, I wish that they leaned into this more. (laughs) There's bar fighting brutes just doing shit. Just uh, big dudes uh, fucking tossing each other. Even the, the fucking, fucking brawling brutes right now. Fucking yeah. bring this shit in. Amazing entertainment and, at its finest. And they even did. Uh, they they did do a, a bar room thing, yeah. but it was like in an actual exactly. bar, bar, yeah. bar room, and it yeah. wasn't as no. 
Because it was and just they only Sheamus did it the like, once. Yeah, because it wasn't it just like the brawling boots versus like jobbers or yeah, some shit like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah, nonsense. But uh, yeah, this was so much fun. This was a tremendously a fun. fun match. A lot of fun. Fantastic. Yep. Backstage, Noble. He's, yeah, he's he's, he's feeling up that Playboy match. He smells it. <laughs> he smells oh, the magazine. God. Now I've I've seen. A couple of Playboy magazines. I've never bought one myself. Yeah. Uh, I, photos don't do it for me. I want that hardcore action. But, <laughs> <laughs> but oh I know that there's not a scratch and sniff thing. <laughs> no, he was he was smelling his essence. Mm-hmm. He was smelling his own he his was. own body food. And, and and he tells a backstage man, uh, he's like, "Listen, I'm not just gonna have to look. On Thursday, I'm gonna get." And, and the guys like get to feel. The guys like, what, what, what about Lydia? Mind your business. Don't worry, she'll get over it. She will. She, Tori Wilson. She's hot now, but she'll get over it. Don't worry. This is Tori Wilson we're talking about. This Playboy, baby. And on, and to be fair, I'm with him. If I, it doesn't matter how much I love my girlfriend. If someone like Tori Wilson's like Thursday, it's mm-hmm. going down. I'll be like, yeah. hey, yeah. And and Amen. she's the one that propositioned yeah. it, so it's it's not technically rape. Yeah. <laughs> she she yeah she set the match up, so it's like you know what, my bad. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you'll get over it. I won. It was an athletic contest. <laughs> I beat him, so I I deserve oh this. Gosh. For the tag team titles, it is Ray and Kidman versus House. Benjamin, the world's greatest tag team, the tag team champions once again. Haas and Benjamin have left Team Angle. Yeah, that's right. They have left Kurt behind because he is returned as a Bubba Foss. As a matter of fact, on the SmackDown leading up to this, they were against Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar as they took on Big Show and the world's greatest tag team. Yeah, so there you go. Um, yes, indeed. So Benjamin and Ray to start as Shelton tries to get some mat wrestling going. Ray with uh, uh, is quick with the strikes and a flying head scissors. A tag to Billy Kidman with a low drop kick, spinning head scissors of his own to Benjamin, who tags out to Charlie Haas, a flying forearm to Haas, but Haas just gets back up into a stiff cross-face shots to the face of Kidman. Uh, Haas gets hung up on the ropes, though. And a tag to Rey Mysterio, who comes with a springboard guillotine leg drop. Charlie gets back into it with a hard Irish whip into the corner buckle, and then a power slam by Haas. Benjamin in now, and a flapjack sends Rey Mysterio to the motherfudging heavens, but it only gets a two count. Mysterio tries to fight back out of the headlock after some back and forth, a drop kick to the face. Mm-hmm. Kidman gets a hot tag, and then we're only about four minutes into the match, so these boys didn't get much time. <laughs> a big back body drop by Kidman to Charlie Haas, a BK bomb. Have it your way, flame grilled whopper. Haas sets up for the 619, but <laughs> Benjamin stops him. <laughs> A springboard sent on to Benjamin instead by Rey Mysterio. Kidman with the shooting star off the top rope to the outside. Very impressive. Gets a holy shit chant. The first of the night, but not 
even the last, can you believe that, for a B show. You would never hear it today. Ha sets up, uh, is set up, excuse me, for the, uh, oh, excuse me, I've, I've gone back into my notes. I've gone back in time. Oh, okay, I need okay. to go forward. I need to go forward because Haas and Benjamin get back in, but it's only a near fall. <laughs> Benjamin back in, dives, uh, drives Billy Kidman into the steel ring post, the match uh, changes again to the favor of the world's greatest tag team. Mm. Benjamin with a submission attempt by Kidman. Kidman says, he's choking me. He's choking me. <laughs> uh, so so Benjamin changes tactics there. Kidman is able to create some space and is able to make a tag, but Ben distracts the referee, so no rey mysterio for you. Uh, continue to cut off the ring, a powerbomb by Shelton Benjamin. And uh, Cole is upset that uh, Haas and Benjamin are using cheap tactics and they're being quite rough with Billy Kidman. And Taz just goes, this ain't fun time. You know, we're not having an ice cream and a lollipop. This is a fight. And you got to fight in a fight during a fight. <laughs> hey, you do have to fight in a fight during, during a, a fight, fight, man. With a fight. <laughs> And Ray is able to hot tag a springboard roll-up pin, only gets a two-count. Springboard DDT right after that to Benjamin, a 6-1-9 by Charlie Haas. Uh, but he gets a boot to the head, Desiree Mysterio, by Sheldon Benjamin in order to break up the pin. And Billy Kidman, with the assist to the top rope for a hurricane run into Haas, it gets a very... Very close near fall. Uh, the fans are chanting bullshit. They thought it was three. They can't believe it. A dragon whip by Shelton Benjamin, my favorite move in wrestling ever. Really? Yes, I used to do it to my friends on the schoolyard oh, all the time. It was so great. <laughs> if you can manage to like spin yourself just right, yeah. you can knock someone's head clean off. <laughs> It sounds like you know this from oh, experience. Man. Oh, between that and the clothesline from hell, I used to fuck kids up. Oh, I love up. the clothesline from hell. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. used to fuck kids up. But yeah, the dragon whip, fantastic. Chef's kiss. Uh, a double team uh, with a blind tag. Uh, a clothesline from off the top rope while Rey Mysterio is on a powerbombed position in Haas's shoulders for the win. And there you have it. Uh, Haas and Benjamin, I did not expect them to retain. I know that Ray and Kidman become tag team champions at some point. I thought it was here. But alas not, they get a great win. Uh, great match. Hmm. Again, so far for a B, B show pay-per-view, knocked it out the park. Fantastic. Knocked so out the park. Yeah. Uh, again, the world's greatest tag team. One of my favorite tag teams Shelton Benjamin's fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, Ray and Kidman, uh, they tagged before in WCW, so they just had that chemistry going mm -hmm. on in this match. And amazing from all four performers. Absolutely. And honestly, if it weren't for the fact uh, that the uh, first match was so good, I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. This this matches up this there. This might have been, yeah. This yeah. matches up there. Uh, they managed to cram a lot into the little bit of time that yep. they were given. I don't think they managed to crack 
10 minutes, maybe just over. I think it was um, like 14, 12, 14. But not a lot of time in order to fit in what they fit in because it felt like it should have been a a 20-minute match. And if it was, holy shit. But uh, we cut to Cole and Taz who say, uh, these are my coal miners. And Taz is like, nah, these are my Tasmaniacs. We're only halfway through this pay-per-view, baby. Holy shit. These are my coal miners. mm, We've got much (laughs) more to come for the coal miners and the Tasmaniacs. (laughs) (laughs) Match number five. Because it's time for the cat fight. (laughs) Cat fight. Oh my gosh. I have been bubbling at the fucking bit to talk about this. I know, you've been excited the whole day. Sable versus Stephanie McMahon in a cat fight. They specifically call it a motherfucking cat fight (laughs) because such incredible things has happened like Sable becoming Stephanie McMahon's assistant. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, fucking the boss, Vince McMahon, and not being too sneaky about it. (laughs) Vince McMahon and uh, has been has been egging on this entire thing, really poking the bear, as it were. Stephanie McMahon has found Sable in the parking lot and stripped her of her clothing, <laughs> revealing nothing more than her breast to seize. Classic uh, WWE match. That's right. They have had a fight in the GM's office. Cat fighting, slaps aplenty. It's been fantastic, all leading up to this. Amazing. Sable comes out and is dancing, doing the grand. The worst dance ever. You're like, baby, yeah. <laughs> you don't want none of this. She's very confident as Stephanie McMahon is all grown up now and she listens and learns the true star in front of the term. Uh, and, and she's like, just come on, come on, I earned my spot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be here for a minute, Sonny Boy, whether you like it or not. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what happens is is that Sable is like, nah, I'm here to grind. <laughs> this is for all the men that want to be me and all the women that came to see me. <laughs> <laughs> so Stephanie chases Sable outside and the fight is on a wedgie to Sable to get her into the ring. Sable runs out of the ring, tries to go through the crowd. She gets caught. She gets thrown back in a clothesline from hell by Stephanie McMahon. Mm-hmm. A baseball slide by Sable as they get into the ring. Sable pulls Steph out of the corner for a back bump. Uh, a kick to the spine, a la Brian Danielson, like Sable. And uh, then does the grind. <laughs> and then does the grind. A schoolboy only gets a two count. A bitch slap by Sable. Bitch slap number two by Sable. And then Irish whipping in the corner for a back elbow by Stephanie McMahon. A spear by Roman Reigns. I mean Stephanie McMahon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And then a catch-as-catch-can hair whip. 
for a cover and a two count. Stephanie grabs a chair, but Hebner says, good God, no, she's had enough. A bitch slap by Stephanie McMahon. A neck snap by Stephanie to Sable Mr. Perfect is smiling down as he's spinning in his grave. <laughs> Choke by Stephanie McMahon now. The top is coming off of Sable. Sable is trying to get help. Uh, Brian Hebner takes off his shirt at this point. His chivalry is not dead as he tries to <laughs> hand it off to Sable. He says, here, please put it on. Put it over top of you. Okay, your breast sees. <laughs> your breast sees. And here comes the A-Train to bowl Stephanie the out fuck Out of over. nowhere. Like, out of nowhere. <laughs> you just see this fucking... Massive guy just taking out fucking My stuff. My God. Uh, and Jesus. then Sable takes the advantage. A three count. A five-star classic. Taz with the call of the night to, to uh, poor Brian Hebner. He says that he's got the body by birdseed. <laughs> now, you, you've you been watching the Smackdowns leading up to this. Indeed. Why is A-Train attacking Steph? This is actually going to be something that is covered as we continue Ooh. our pod. Yes, as, okay. as it oh, comes don't out. Spoil. Don't yeah, spoil anything yeah. for the viewers. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We're going to get to it. But okay. Sable and... I thought uh, there was like some lead up to no, it. This was just a random S act of violence. Sable and the A-Train. I will say no more. No. <laughs> WrestleMania 20 is being hyped. Have I said it here? How much I loved uh, Lord Tensai? <laughs> no. Because oh, <okay. laughs> I did. I used to love Lord did Tensai. You? I used to love Lord Tensai. I was so mad when they didn't book him properly. Wow, what's wrong with you? <laughs> First Orlando Jordan, now Lord mm. Tensai. I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know. <laughs> oh, the, great, the great what ifs of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> what could have been? My top 10 is disgusting. Mm -hmm. You want to hear it, man. Uh, next up on the docket is The Undertaker versus John Cena. And of course, we Word start nice. with the video package. Business. You stick your nose in. You 
after the super-sized bed pan. We should put you out the pasture, have a seat on the porch. You stand to death to pass this new legend of torch. I shock the world, I make the dead man fall. And leave him like a clear pool table with no balls. And if vengeance, I'm gonna prove the big dog is all fantastic package really building it up like this is one of the main events of the show yeah. that's certainly what 1, it feels thousand like percent. and the fact that we never got a proper match is really fucking awful that like later on in life yeah when these guys were at their apex never got a proper feud yeah we just got that we got one, a proper match that one five minute wrestlemania thing unbelievable yeah yeah yeah, yeah it like doesn't it's so weird because uh, i feel like WWE in this time right now, they're kind of establishing who their guys going forward are going to be. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They've made it very clear on Raw that Triple H is their guy going forward. Yeah. Like, they've made, like, they've made that obvious. Mm -hmm. um, Chris Jericho's been in the mix as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but on the SmackDown side... Brock and John Cena have been the two guys that they're mm. like, hey, these are our guys. And you know, oddly enough, and, and Cena said this, and it has come out in later time, that, that Vince was not high on John Cena at this time. Really? Yeah. Because he was actually on the cusp of being fired. Because I, rem I remember seeing that apparently Cena was supposed to win this match, mm. and Vince changed it like last That's minute. Right. Yeah. But the whole build up to the match really did seem like. They were like, this is our guy. Because, like, the build to this match was like, yeah, this is our third main event. Mm -hmm. Or this would have been the semi-main if yeah. Vince wasn't on this card. Absolutely, thing. yeah. But no, uh, Cena was not in Vince McMahon's wow. good graces. Uh, he hadn't been for a long time. Did Vince hear the rhyme? His, well, his basic thugonomics was starting to get over. But really, who had his back at this time was Stephanie McMahon. Oh. Stephanie McMahon is one of the only few people that were going to bat for him at the time because she had heard his impromptu rap on the bus, decided to change this into his character and move this forward and actually give him something. So Stephanie was actually one of his his big um, his big believers at the time when not many people were. Mm. So there you go. So it's who you know. <laughs> <laughs> So there, there's, there exists a universe out there that Steph never mentioned shit and mm -hmm. John Cena John just Cena would be out on his ass. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Could you imagine? John Cena and ROH. That's right. <laughs> Working the indie scene. Yeah, the prototype never died. Uh, yes. But um, John Cena comes out here and uh, he's got himself a rap. He's got himself a rap. So I guess we're going to play the... The song. Oh. No. 
no, 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 no. No? <laughs> We're certainly going to play a tune. Okay. Uh, okay. Because just John, my musical liaison, uh, I would like a beat. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> As it's rap time. <laughs> Featuring KJ Jones. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't need leather pants and tattoos to try and act cool. I got throwbacks and steel chains. I lead the new school. It's time to take out the evil. Leave them resting in pieces. I'ma eat you alive, dog. They'll find your bones in my feces. Yo, that's aight. I'm untouchable. This won't be a fight. I'll walk away with his bike and he can suck my tailpipe. Ah, na 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 na. He had a good run, but it's bye bye. See you later. I'm the real dark side. I'm half machine like Dark Vader. Mm. Yo, I'm way better than Dead Man. You just another sucker. If you think he's beating John Cena, use a stupid mother. Word to your mother. <laughs> And that was John Cena's rap in the interest of sharing the load. <laughs> Those were some vicious bars. <laughs> I'm going to have to take five minute naps or take us through. <laughs> yep. Match six singles action. John Cena versus The Undertaker. Uh, biker Taker at this point, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lock up. They lock up to start. Cena with a with a slap and then some punches in the corner. A boot by the Undertaker sent Cena to the floor. Taker threw Cena into a guardrail. Cena spit water in Taker's face. Taker then whipped Cena into the guardrail again. Uh, Taker worked over Cena uh, around the ringside a bit. Taker hit a huge leg drop while Cena's uh, neck was uh, over the ring uh, ring apron. Uh, elbow to the back by Undertaker. Cena with a boot to the face and then back in the ring. He gets a, a, a two count. Submission attempt by Taker on Cena, uh, but it gets quickly broken up. Cena tried to fight back, but Taker tossed him uh, over the top rope. Back in the ring, Taker hits the old school. Uh, that move, which uh, there was a lot of debate about that move a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, comparing it to some new school things that the luchadors were doing <laughs> uh so it was, it was that was an interesting topic on on twitter mm-hmm. uh taker signals for the choke slam and hits it but only gets a two count taker signals for the last ride cena countered which led to a ddt by cena uh cena unhooked the top turnbuckle exposing the steel uh undertaker back with a with a soup bone punch <laughs> followed by <laughs> Some back elbows. Charging clothesline by Undertaker. Taker went for an, an elbow on Cena. 
but Cena ducked and Taker's uh, right arm and shoulder hit the ste- the exposed steel. I sure did. Cena charged and shoved him out of the ring uh, straight through the ropes. After some back and forth, Taker ran the ropes, leading to a leaping clothesline. Uh, that gets a two count. Undertaker wanted a tombstone. Cena slips out, slips out of it, and Taker uh, puts Taker in the FU, but Taker reverses that as well. Uh, Taker with the big boot, then a, a leg drop that only gets two. Cena pulls uh, pulls out a steel uh, his steel chain mm-hmm. and hits Undertaker's in the rib with it. Uh, whips him. Yeah. He whips him right in the ribs. <laughs> then Cena hits the F you on Undertaker, mm-hmm. but Undertaker kicks out. Who's got the internal bleeding? Yeah. <laughs> bleeding from the belly. Uh, yeah, there's blood in his mouth and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cena with punches. Uh, they went over the, t- uh, the turnbuckle uh, with Cena punching Taker, and then uh, he stood on the turnbuckle, uh, you know, doing some posing. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Undertaker grabs Cena. And hits uh, the last ride for the, the pinfall last win. Last ride. Yep, and that was the first uh, ever Cena versus Taker match, mm-hmm. and the only one we're gonna get till they're in their <laughs> very old old age. That's right. Yep, that's right. And it, uh, yep. But there you go. I mean, it was a good match and a great coming out for John Cena. I, yeah, I vividly remember like after this match because I saw this pay per view live when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I remember like vividly after this match and and going forward, there was like a real change in tone of how Cena was perceived. Yeah. Uh, this was like the match that was like, okay, yeah, yeah, he's, he, can go. he might be a he might be a a, a big deal later on and, and and sure enough yeah he became a little bit of something something yeah he 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 did a little couple things here and there yeah. but yeah this this was a this was an excellent match man mm-hmm. um again so far depending on how you feel about the noble mm-hmm. match and how you feel about the sable match mm-hmm. this has been a pretty good pay-per-view so far absolutely yeah. yes as we move on to match number 7 and what we oh all God. came to see <laughs> Vince McMahon versus Zach Gowan. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> uh, let us let us talk about Zach Gowan a little bit here because we only touched on him briefly. Yep. Uh, he's a one-legged man. Yeah, he had uh, he uh, lost bone his, cancer. That's right. He mm-hmm. had lost his leg to cancer. He says the only way that I'm going to survive is if they amputate the leg. So that's what they did. Uh, but his dream was to always be a professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. And he finally got that opportunity. He started first in TNA. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. sorry to cut you off, but he did have a a really good line in this in, in this video package that I really liked, where mm. he was like, uh, "They offered the the Make a Wish, and I turned it down because mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't gonna die." I was that's like, right. "Ooh, that's cold. Mm-hmm. That's cold." Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, so he started off in TNA. He was making a little bit of a mark for himself there, um, and then Vince and I guess WWE got a word uh, of, of this guy, this one-legged man, this incredible one-legged kid. He seems to be doing these incredible things. We need to sign him up. Mm-hmm. So uh, Johnny Ace, if you could please go contact, make sure that we bring this guy in. And so uh, Johnny Ace, in his infinite wisdom, came back with a man named Steve Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I hear you, Zach Gowan, the one-legged guy, weighs about 90 pounds, 
does a bunch of flips. This guy, Steve Chamberlain, uh, he he's another one-legged dude. Uh, uh, did he lose his leg to cancer? Uh, no, uh, it was a motorcycle accident. It was a motorcycle accident, so uh, kind of his fault. But <laughs> still, still one-legged man. I was like, oh, okay, all right, all right, all right. But 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 does he have that that underdog look? Does he have that underdog look like Zach Gowan? Is, 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 well, he's about 250 pounds of muscle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he's a, he's a big dude. He's about, uh, oh, give or take, uh, six foot four, six foot five. <laughs> um, okay, uh, all right, fine. I mean, he's got a he's got a better look. He's still got the one leg thing. Um, he's still a young guy. He's still youth, right? Like he's still yeah, yeah. He's like a, a, a healthy, spry, uh, thirty seven. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard this. Stuff. Holy shit. Um. So yeah, yeah. Um, the, Johnny, no. <laughs> So we come back, and we finally, we have Zach Gowan. We have the guy that we want. And um, he's he's here. He makes his debut, as we've heard. He has Vince McMahon. He has a couple of little matches throughout the next couple of years. But he has ultimately let go. His drugs, booze, and bad attitude brought an end to his career very early in the WWE. Damn. Yeah. Zach? Absolutely, yes. Oh, he says that he got too big for his britches. It was too much too soon. He went from the impact zone to the WWE. And he's got 20,000 fans screaming his name and all this shit. I, and, I, I really want impact to succeed, man. Because yeah. yeah. even back then, they were catching <laughs> Well, you know. And he's like, listen, Holy I was hired and my first feud was being in the mix with Hulk Hogan. Roddy Piper and Vince McMahon. It's pretty hard for me to go down to Shannon Moore after that. <laughs> I was gonna, I was, I was just gonna make the comment like he didn't really do much. How did he get too big? But now that you said that, makes a lot of sense. Your first feud is with the owner of the fucking company. Indeed, it was. Yeah, so, yeah. So, uh, so there you go. Uh, it brings a short end to his career. Uh, although, in the WWE, I should preface, because he has had a long stint on the independent scene. I don't know if he's still wrestling today, but it hasn't been that long ago when he was still putting on the boot mm -hmm. and, and going to work. So, yeah. And he managed to pull his life together. He's no longer a drug addict or a booze hound. And he says that his attitude has, has much more been tampered. But Jim Ross was the one to let him go. He said that there was always the opportunity to return to the WWE, but... Not happening. It has passed him by. <laughs> Indeed, it has passed him by. But he's got a kick-ass song, though. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Well, he's still apparently he's still wrestling in like independent stuff here and there. There you go. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So Zach Gowan is still mixing it up. Yeah, he's still yes, out there. he's still a guy. So there you go. Uh, Zach Gowan comes here. Uh, he takes off his leg to start. So Vince yes. McMahon is like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and Gowan is like, "I'm gonna do this one legged, baby." Yeah, this one legged. Yeah, so he he takes off his uh his and before we even get to that, there was uh they they did the recap of the whole feud. They sure did. And there's one um 
there's one moment <laughs> just to give you an idea of how fucking how terrible Vince was. <laughs> he says, uh, he looks he looks Zach Owen in the face and he goes, "You survived cancer." <laughs> But you're not gonna survive me, buddy. <laughs> but you won't survive me. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna fight the toughest, most vicious, two-legged son of a bitch in the just, world. Just to give you an idea of how dark fucking Vince was during this whole build-up. I'm not gonna have some cripple, some freak in my world wrestling entertainment. So we we start the match. Zach Owen gives the leg to the ref. The ref is like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck? Vince is like, whoa, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm fighting one-legged. And everyone's like, all right. I, you're- I've, I've done this already. <laughs> Your funeral, buddy. I hands it to Tony Chimmel. And Tony Chimmel was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little uncomfortable. <laughs> so Vin- Vince and Zach, uh, of course, they... Vince goes for the collar nubble tie-up, uh, immediately overpowers Zach. Because, right. again, this is the era where Vince is jacked to the fucking get. Mm-hmm. Like, he's making his entrance, and Vince looks he's, he's gross. huge. He's gross, and he's tan. Like, there's veins popping yeah. out of everywhere. He looks like he's going to burst. Like, it's kind of... <laughs> but only upper body. Yeah. His lower body looks miserable, yeah. but his upper body, he looks mm-hmm. inflated. Yeah. So they do the collar and elbow tie up. Vince Powers go uh, going into the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. Uh, waist lock takeover by Vince. Then a hip toss and a body <laughs> slam. Like he's pulling, like he's mat wrestling with this poor kid. <laughs> Hard clothesline by Vince to Zach Gowen. Yeah. Uh, Vince with some shoulder blocks uh, while the crowd just chants asshole the whole night. <laughs> Uh, Zach tries to fight back, uh, but Vince uh, keeps elbowing him in the head. Clubbing blows to the back by Vince. Uh, Zach fights back with with some elbows to the head. Vince went uh, for a clothesline, and Zach sent uh, Vince over the top rope Mm -hmm. uh, onto the floor. Uh, Zach with an acai moonsault. That's right. (laughs) A one-legged acai moonsault to the the floor. Uh, springboard leg drop by going mm-hmm. to the back of the head, right. uh, but only gets a two count. Mm-hmm. Vince grabbed him by the leg <laughs> and starts wrenching the knee. Yes, and and here's the thing. Now I have to press it. I love Zach Gowan. When I was a kid, fantastic. I was so such a fan of Zach. I have a lot of time for Zach Gowan. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't help that when Michael Cole brings up the line, Vince oh. McMahon drives his knee into the good knee of Zach Gowan. I'm like, it's his only knee. No. <laughs> I'm not sure if he was doing it on purpose or not, but also in the match, uh, a couple moments later, Vince is still working over the leg. Mm. And Cole looks at Taz and he's like, Vince is working the leg of, of Zach. You know, if he works the leg, that means... Going has no good legs, and I'm like, yeah, that's the fucking point. What are you, what are you Gowan, talking about? Gowan has no good leg. You know, I, I don't want to be that guy, but he's, he's gonna a, have no good leg. And know? then uh, even tells like, yeah, yep, yeah, 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 yeah that's right. That's that's, uh, that's a good point. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that one out, Michael. Good, good <laughs> great, great investigating. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Vic, uh, Vince picked up the the legs of Zach going and slammed them knee uh, knee first into the mat. Vince with a kick to the knee of Zach. Then he pulled Goins into the ring post and starts uh, whipping the knee into the ring post. Mm-hmm. Back in the ring, Vince hits a single leg Boston Crab. <laughs> Go, but Goins made it to the ropes. Uh, Vince tossed him back into the middle middle of the ring. Zach kicks uh, Vince in the in the knees. Uh, a few times, giving himself time to get up. Uh, kick to the chest by going. Uh, springboard flip by going, uh, followed by a, a drop kick to the chest. That's right. Going uh, sent Vince knees uh, knees into the ring post uh, two times. Mm-hmm. Going jumped off the top rope uh, for a, a bulldog of sorts. That he sorts. completely whiffs. Yeah. <laughs> he completely whiffs this bulldog. Listen, he has one leg. Give him, give him some. Slack. I'm talking about Vince. Vince, <laughs> uh, like one, he doesn't touch Vince at all. But Vince takes like two seconds after <laughs> to, to actually react and fall. Like this, just a mess. <laughs> Missile drop kick by Goin, and then a moonsault. Uh, Vince did an eye gouge and then hit the the left. Uh, hit the ring. Vince brought a blue steel chair into the oh. ring. For some reason, all the steel chairs today were blue. That's right. Uh, he brings the chair, and and here comes the chair, and here comes the captions. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this caption here, or the captions for the for the folks. The yeah. photograph is of Vince McMahon kneeling beside the chair as he very obviously sets himself in place. For Zach Gowan. Yep. Uh, and Zach Gowan is hopping towards Vince McMahon. <laughs> and uh, I left it to the audience. Let's uh, let's 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 uh, get some captions going. And I got a bunch of feedback via the DMs. They Ooh. slid into my DMs <laughs> along with uh, Twitter at yep. uh, Colossal Tussle One. Yeah. So on Twitter we got we got one uh, <laughs> when you're the last two playing musical chairs. <laughs> So that's that's the one on Twitter, the Colossal Tussle one. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I have uh, uh, Vince is just trying to get a leg up on the competition. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> as as well as the uh, the caption that I came up with when it's the last blue seat available during rush hour on the TTC. I saw that. It's <laughs> a good one. Uh, then also, of course, we have um, uh, in the voice of Mr. Vince McMahon. <clears throat> I was told this ring was wheelchair accessible. <laughs> uh, I can't get any lower for this spot, pal. <laughs> and uh, finally, so you see, kid, Sable and I use this chair to. Oh, fuck my quad! <laughs> Hey, we got some good ones this time, man. We got some good ones. At the Colossal Tussle one on Twitter, send them in, man. Indeed, that, that was indeed. that was a good one. So continue to send them. Thank you all for those that did. Uh, yes, so so that was the the caption the caption contest for for our little friends there. Yep, and <laughs> the the picture is still up on the Twitter. So mm-hmm. if you're listening to this and you think of one, 
keep go over there and then keep keep the conversation going. Let's keep the laughs going. Yeah, so as the chair is set up, Zach Gowan kicks the chair and it opens, hitting Vince McMahon in the top of the head. Yeah. And causes him to bleed a gusher. This was thick blood. This wasn't like, even oozy. This was thick. And it wasn't even like, I, you know, like when, when guys do the blade job mm. and like the blood just kind of stays on their forehead a yeah. little bit. Like this one was pouring yeah, down. Yeah, like this, this one, this was bad. This, this was, was hard bad to see. Cut. Uh, so yeah, Vince was bleeding from the top of his head. Uh... Going went to the top uh, and and jumped off, but uh, uh, Plancha missed. Uh, Vince went to the cover. That's right. Bleeding head to toe, mm-hmm. just blood dripping <laughs> everywhere. Bleeding all over Zach, yeah. bleeding all over the ref. And he goes for the pin and gets the win. There you go. This match was good. It, it surprised me because I wasn't expecting it to be anything. Mm. There was actually some really dope spots. I I felt the ending was a bit flat. <laughs> I felt like the ending. I'm not sure if they rushed it because of the bleeding. They, they might have. Yeah. They honestly might like, have. Like I haven't was... checked, so I have. I'm not a hundred percent sure if that's what what caused it, but <laughs> it did doggy. seem like they they rushed it. Oh, doggy! Yeah. Like it was it was yeah. awful. Yeah. When it your opponent awful. starts bleeding all over you, it's mm. like, all right, we gotta wrap this Absolutely. one up. Absolutely. But Zach Gowan gets a standing ovation for his efforts. Yep. So yep. There you go. Tony Schimmel gives him back his leg. Yeah, he slaps the leg back on Mm -hmm. there. um, And and he walks away with pride. Yeah. Walks away with pride. Uh, Backstage, Eddie Guerrero is in the parking lot celebrating his win. He's like, S.A. I did it all by myself, (laughs) S.A. Rhino killing Benoit, that is his problem. It's not not on me. It's got nothing to do with me. I'm the new United (laughs) States champion, Holmes. I'm going out to party. I'm going out to celebrate. Uh, Main event time. The WWE title triple threat. Kurt Angle. Big Show. Brock Lesnar. It's time.
Big Show comes out. Kurt Angle comes out. Brock Lesnar comes out. Okay. <laughs> that's the only thing that's really of note. It's all just quite generic coming out. The video package was very generic. Okay. The okay. entrance is very generic. I don't understand why they felt the need to specify that this was going to be a no disqualification. I didn't, under- I didn't understand that either. It's a triple threat. It's always been a no, a no DQ and it's a triple threat. I don't right. know why the fuck. But now even this- even in the last match with uh, Vince and Gowen with the ref explaining the rules, it's like, mm. isn't this just a regular singles match? What the fuck? I, I don't know. I, uh, maybe it's for Gowen. Maybe because Gowen doesn't understand this oh, world. Oh, because he has the one leg. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. You know, one legged people, they're idiots. <laughs> Can I say? <laughs> oh, no. Big show with the choke slam. <laughs> Early to Brock Lesnar, Angle is able to break it up, and he and Show take the ring. Big blocks the Germans with his butt. And then headbutt to Kurt Angle. The final cut is reversed into the ankle lock. Big Show gets out and keeps Brock on the floor. A leg drop to Kurt, but Brock is able to break up the pin. Second rope back elbow by Brock Lesnar to the Big Show. A final cut by Big Show as he gets back up and just takes Brock and just overpowers this some bitch, but only gets a two count. Uh, Kurt Angle brings in the trash can lids. Big Show uh, gets hit. From pillar to post, and finally yeah. both men are able to knock him down with two trash can lid shots. I've always liked the trash can lids more than the actual trash cans. Absolutely. I feel like it, there's like a sound to it when they hit the guy in the head. That's like, beautiful. Ooh, that's satisfying. It's beautiful. So mm-hmm. satisfying. Big Show doesn't stay down for very long as he takes uh, both men to a double suplex city. Uh, but then they just follow it right back up with a double choke slam. Yeah. Fantastic. And um, double choke slam by Lesnar and Kurt Angle to the big show. Brock and Kurt go at it now for a little bit. And F5 by Brock to Kurt Angle. Brock goes for one on big show and gets it. Kurt pulls the referee out to stop the count. Outside brawling a little bit now. Brock and the big show get back into the ring once Kurt Angle is taken down to the ring post by Brock Lesnar. Busted open is Kurt Angle. Show gets a clothesline and a leg drop off on the Brock Lesnar. Uh, then up to the top rope now. Kurt Angle is able to recover, gets back in to stop the big show. And then Brock Lesnar manages a running power bomb on the big show. Gets a holy shit chance. Chair shots by Kurt Angle to Brock Lesnar. The one off the head. Mm-hmm. Oh, the mm-hmm. sound. <laughs> Oh, this show, this show is stiff. Listen, well, we're going to talk about it in a bit. They are <laughs> laying it in, man. Big boot to the chair held by Kurt Angle. The table gets taken apart. The announced table outside. Kurt Angle gets out of the choke slam attempt and delivers an angle slam through the announced table. The big show is taken out. That one worried me because the way... Kurt landed. It mm. almost looked like the table like hit his neck a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. Here yeah. we go. Honestly. Uh, Angle and Brock now bloody getting back into the ring. Right hands are thrown by Kurt Angle. Brock is able to fight back. Kurt blocks the F5 but gets thrown over the top rope instead. Brock into the steel steps, sends the cameraman down. <laughs> 
German suplex by Kurt Angle going for three Germans. Brock flips over onto his front right onto the belly belly. But Brock Lesnar recovers because he's a fucking animal for a rear naked choke. Brock Lesnar, uh, uh, it is then broken up as the big giant stirs, manages to crawl his way back into the mm. ring and drops a big leg and then covers both men for a double kick out. Big Show is double pissed and goes for a double <laughs> choke slam. Brock kicks out, then Kurt kicks out. A dirty low blow by Brock Lesnar to the Big Show. Brock then misses the shoulder into the corner and hits the post. Kurt Angle then clips and locks in the ankle lock onto Brock Lesnar. Big Show tries to break it up, but fails as Kurt Angle ducks, delivers an angle slam to the Big Show, then Kurt with an angle slam to Brock Lesnar for a clean-as-a-sheet Victory new champion to end the show. Kurt Angle has done it again four times around. The WWE champion. What a pay-per-view. I loved this pay-per-view. This pay-per-view's time running time was on the network was two hours and some change. Mm-hmm. Didn't hours, even, 40 minutes. Did not feel like it. Nope. Did not feel like it. Again, the two low spots with Jamie and uh the Sable match weren't even that not, that terrible. Not offensive. Weren't even that terrible. Yeah. And they weren't long enough to be offensive. Exactly. Even yeah. the APA stuff only went five minutes. Yeah. And that was Jamie and Billy hell. Gunn went five minutes. Mm-hmm. At, so, like, even the ones that you would cons- – if you were nitpicking, you would probably pick those three. Mm-hmm. They weren't even that bad because at least there was some comedy in yeah. there. Like, again, this this whole pay-per-view, like, you can watch it two or three times and not get tired of it. That's no, how no. smoothly it runs. Mm-hmm. The opening match, five stars. Uh, the tag team match. Yes. Four stars, yeah. five depending on who you who you talk to. A mm-hmm. uh, Vincent going <laughs> five stars, batshit crazy <laughs> like always, batshit crazy. And then the main event mm. was just the fucking cherry on top. Tremendous. These three got we, we like people usually say that we pick on Big Show a lot mm. in this podcast, mm. <laughs> but this this main event was was incredible. Yes. You know, starting the match off with the choke slam <laughs> should just let you know what type of time we're going to, what type of match this is going to yeah, be. This was a sprint. Oh my God. This was not a marathon, but a sprint this, indeed. This was such a good pay per view. Indeed, it was. We haven't reviewed a good pay per view like this in a while. Uh, yes, in a while. Exactly. In a while. And uh, with that being said, we have match of the night, the standout star, and the overall show grade. Just John. I believe we're both going to be in the agreement on the match of the night. I don't think we are. Uh, but what do you have for me? <laughs> so my match of the night uh, is the main event. It was going to be the first match, <laughs> but for obvious reasons, I can't. I cannot reward them the, the match of the night. So I'm going to go with the main event. But my standout star is Eddie. That's his consolation prize. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And my overall show grade was a three out of five. Mm. I really, really like this pay-per-view. Really like this pay-per-view. Wow. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Now All you. Right. Well. What do you got for us? Okay. Well, match of the night is Eddie Guerrero versus Chris Benoit. Yep. Because obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, as as I said at the top of the show, with regards to these gentlemen, I believe this is one of the best pairings to have ever done it in the ring. This is mm-hmm. one of the top tens, easily the best pairings. Uh, as for my standout star, however, because of the significance of this match for this man's career and the fact that he came to play, it is going to be John Cena, like as a that. matter of fact. I like that thing. Yes, he... He managed to hold his own. Yep. It's a significant match. And it's one of the best versions of going over in defeat. Mm-hmm. Where you mm-hmm. hear about it so many times. Oh, the guy lost, but he looks better coming out for yeah. it. Like yeah. Some people say that, and it's complete bullshit, especially <laughs> when you're looking back on it a couple of years down the road, right? In this case, it's genuinely true. Yeah. Uh, even when you see the Undertaker at the end of the match, he's like all glassy eyed and bleeding from the mouth, and he's like, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and John Cena's at the top of the ramp, like, fuck, I almost, I almost had it, right? And then you see the career that he has, so it's like, and you see, it's hard and, to to argue and, that. And that literally, point. literally from this moment, John Cena was a very changed man mm-hmm. in terms of his trajectory. And we are going to be seeing glimpses of that as we as we continue down the line in our in our reviews. Because the thugonomics thing goes up to what, like two thousand four or five? Yeah, yeah. Two thousand five ish. Uh okay. you know, it culminates at WrestleMania twenty one in two thousand five with uh, JBL. <laughs> Lingers for a little bit when he gets moved over to Raw, but the, the the real the apex of his thugonomics is at WrestleMania, and uh, John Cena is in top form here. Mm-hmm. Even though he is clunky, mm-hmm. he's still heavy footed. You know, he's yeah. still moving around like you know. But the pieces are here. The yeah, yeah. pieces are here, and you can see that the development is 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 being made and his character work is what's bringing him to the dance mm-hmm. and to pair up with the undertaker that is a big deal especially at this point before the undertaker started being told oh yeah you should probably pack it in now pal yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right uh so my overall show grade is going to be a 4.5 out mm-hmm. of 5 because this is a flawless show in my opinion Easy. and the only thing that really docks it is the Jamie Noble and Billy Kidman for me but it doesn't stay enough to be offensive yeah so although it's match quality or whatever it is it's like ah could do without it could have been left for another smackdown and that would have been fine we had it here it was good. Was it was it was a yeah. it was a perfect enough little lull period to make sure that you didn't get burnt out for the matches around it and proceeding. Yeah. Right. So yeah, and Sable and Stephanie, it's fucking so funny to yeah. see her get <laughs> pulled over. Is so funny. And and, and again, ugh. compared to what we could have got from a Divas match, this yeah. was ours. Especially on SmackDown, because yeah, SmackDown doesn't have the wrestling women. <laughs> That's Raw. Raw has the women's division. 
Yeah. SmackDown just has the Playboy women. <laughs> so this could have been way worse. So the fact that this Absolutely. is what we got, it's like, all right, you know what, we'll take that. Exactly. We'll take and, that. It, and it had the heat. It had the crowd. Yeah. And so, then again, all of this being the first SmackDown pay-per-view. They come out swinging. Knocked it out the park. They come out swinging. Mm -hmm. So uh, the next time, I believe, is going to be SummerSlam, in which we will come to you uh, in August. Yes, before we move on to No Mercy, so on and so on. But another dual-branded pay-per-view and elimination chamber match, as a matter of fact, amongst other things. Was this the first one? No, this This would have been the second one. The, the second, second oh, okay. elimination okay. chamber match for the world heavyweight championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, where Goldberg is in it. <laughs> Goldberg's here, guys. Come on. There you go. <laughs> Goldberg is in it. But then we also have Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle for the WWE championship. And Vince McMahon is lurking. I will say no more. Oh, shit. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us for this, the Colossal Tussle Podcast. Episode number 38 is in the books. Yep. As always, leave a rating, review, like, share, and subscribe on all the platforms such as... Uh, YouTube at the Colossal Tussle, Twitter at the Colossal Tussle 1. Uh, we're also on Spotify, Stitches was the was that the one that was it's closing going down? down? Yes. All right. We've got Apple, Audible, uh, Google Podcasts, mm-hmm. anywhere where you can find podcasts, you will hear our lovely voices. That's right. So make sure you go subscribe, like, comment, whatever prompt they have on their site. Do all those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you wish to sponsor the podcast, send us an email at colossaltusslepod at gmail.com. That is colossaltusslepod at gmail.com. And we will sponsor you. We will promote. We will shill. We will pander. <laughs> we will grovel for attention. Holy shit. All the things that need to be done for your sponsoring pleasure, we can do that. So that is colossaltusslepod at gmail.com. A sincere thank you to all those that have listened, all those yep. that have joined us. We have thank you all. We are almost at episode 40. That's crazy. Unbelievable. That's wild. And We're almost at 40 episodes. And in another six years, we'll be at 60. <laughs> Oh, shit. The rate that we do these podcasts. But until next time, SummerSlam 2003, for Just John, I am KJ Johnson, and we are.